Blog Talk Radio. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. This isn't that ugly at all. Like, that's the most common first box, like, complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. To have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High quality produce. There's nothing wrong with the produce. And they taste exactly the same. It's not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door, like, but what you, why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Earthing, also known as grounding, is the act of touching our body's skin directly to the earth just like our ancestors did as they slept, sat, and walked on the ground nearly every day of their lives. This simple connection allows Earth's natural negative electrons to enter the human body, pacifying dangerous free radicals, which, if left unchecked, can cause severe damage to cells that can lead to many chronic diseases. Ground Therapy's patented process and suite of products were designed for you to experience all the benefits of grounding in your busy and modern lifestyle. And you'll experience the benefits of grounding within the safety and comfort of your home or office throughout the entire day, just as if you were touching the earth itself. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. Hello, everyone. I want to introduce you to our friends at Marty.com. At Marty, you can stock up on all your pantry items and other household items for way, way cheaper than traditional grocery stores. I like that most of the items are organic. Also, I really dig their one-cent deal of the day. It changes every single day. I recently snagged a 10-ounce bag of dog treats for Chewbacca for a penny. Normally, they sell on their site for $7.99. With the upcoming food shortages, this is my favorite place to stock up on canned goods. If you live in the mountain or Pacific time zones, you need to get with Marty.com. M-A-R-T-I-E.com. Look for our link on our FreedomizerRadio.com website and get a $10 free just because I told you to go there. Marty.com. Great deals, good feels. Hello, folks. 
Welcome to Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle, as well as sharing health benefits, general support, information, encouragement, and other little side stories and thoughts surrounding the barefooting lifestyle. Um, I'm Phoenix. Um, Today, me and Audrey are hosting from two different locations. Um, I will be letting her on in um, a second to be able to um, talk with us today. Um, But you can find us on um, on Instagram at RealBarefootIsLegal. You can find us at BarefootIsLegal.org, and you can find some other great information. We've been having issues um, with just getting some backlash, um, any discrimination, um, just any negativity um, or problems um, in your, you know, barefooting. Um, out in public, there's um, different forms that you can print out and uh, be able to carry around, you know, proof, documentation um, that there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in the United States. There have actually never have been any laws against barefooting in the United States. There are no health codes against barefooting in public spaces either. Um, sorry, my brain is a little clumsy with words today. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and let Audrey on. Okay. Hello? Hello. Hello, friends. Yes, um, I'm this Audrey here. I uh, Time makes no sense to me. I made a timing error, and I'm in the middle of the woods. Um, so I needed to call in to do the show today, getting a barefoot hike in for the week. It's actually... Pretty nice here in Ohio since in the 50s, so not too shabby. Um, if you hear me huffing and puffing, it's just because I'm walking while I'm talking, So, which could be good. It'll help strengthen my lungs a little bit better. <laughs> but, um, oh, man, I just ripped the hat off my troll. Whoops. That makes no sense to anybody else but me. Um, how has your week been, Miss Phoenix? Are you doing okay? Hanging in? Barefooting. Yeah. Wise. Um I mean it's been it's been it's been a rough week, but you know, it hasn't been a bad mm-hmm. week either. Um the weather's oh, definitely been up and down. Um Yes it has which is like always annoying, you know. Um and whenever it gets to this time of year, like I try really hard to not even just with barefooting but with like um, just like in general with my body, like acclimating it to the mm-hmm. temperature, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so no, it, it totally does. It's like a mix of like, okay, well, I'll wear more, you know, I might wear more layers, but try to be wearing my coat less. Like, you know, like just finding those in between mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I'm going to wear leggings and jeans. And also for me, right. like clothes with my body is also very key um, and be able to find that balance with my body in general is also key to me being able to continue barefooting in general um, because of different 
uh, temperature and sensitivity, muscle issues when it's cold, those muscles are really going to lock it up and tighten. Those joints are going to stiffen more. So anybody else that has these kind of issues, you know, can probably relate to this. But at the same time, you know, that cold um, and like, you know, barefooting on cold surfaces can also be really great for inflammation. And so it can kind of be a back and forth struggle to really balance those. I have a lot of different issues that um, between chronic pain, hormonal imbalances, all kinds of things that cause um, issues with me regulating the temperature in my body. And barefooting is actually something that's really great for helping me regulate the temperature in my body, um, especially in the summer because shoes are just too hot and too much and um, for sure. Um, and even in the winter, fall, spring, you know, it's I always kind of have to find that right adjustment. It's always kind of hard to, like, acclimate, readjust. Um, and also, like, still accommodating for myself in different ways. Um, mm-hmm. But it's been – it hasn't well, been it's too about kind bad. of seeing – sorry. I was say it's kind of about seeing, like, how much can you handle today. Like, starting out, you know, maybe with either a lot or a little and going in the opposite direction, you know. Okay, this is too cold. Maybe I should put socks on. Maybe this is too cold. Maybe I should put an extra shirt on. Or if you start with lots of layers, you're like, oh, this is plenty warm. Let's take this off. You know, depending on what you want to, how you prefer to start. I think there's different ways of starting it, and it just depends on the person. Um, Well, Well, in some days, it's not even about necessarily what the outdoor temperature it is. It's also about, like, my body's internal regulation of temperature. So there's certain temperatures that on some days, like when it's around the 30s, where it's like some days it's like, ooh, I know, like being fully barefoot was not ideal for my right. body with the cold, but like that doesn't mean I don't wear shoes right, right. either. <laughs> but then there's yeah. other times where it could be cold outside like that and it's like the most refreshing, rejuvenating thing, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's like above and beyond. And so I think it's also about understanding that our bodies are constantly in an ebb and flow of existing and changing. And even if you have different chronic illnesses, like it's a constant changing ebb and flow and you have to be really able to listen and adapt and adjust and it Mm -hmm. it is a very hard thing to to figure out everyone is so different if you have different chronic illnesses different conditions that can definitely make things a lot more complicated like you know there's a lot of well even though they have the same chronic condition i'm sorry i know the lag friends we're gonna try not to get frustrated with each other because there's a lag between you're good Words, <laughs> but no. All no, I wanted to say yeah. was like, it's like even like like you and me with the fibromyalgia, like you know, one of your mm-hmm. things is the cold really bothers you, but for me, it's the heat that really bothers me. You know what I mean? Like, that, like so even though we have both have it, it's different for both mm-hmm. of us. Well, and so I just kind of know, knowing your own you. body. Oh yeah, sorry. Not to no, 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 go ahead. Who has? <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'm huffing and puffing through the woods. You're good. Well, because I had two things. The first thing in response to what you were saying is, like, you know, I can definitely have issues with extreme heat as well, which is why, like, you know, when I'm in the summer, like, if if you catch me wearing next to nothing and I'm barefoot, like, it's hot. It's hot. I'm trying not to pass out. Right. But but then at the same time in the cold, I also have those extreme experiences where I'm, like, I'm trying not to freeze to death. And um, right, it's, right. it's hard to regulate. Yeah. And I was also what I was going to say um, before, um, like you had started talking um, as well, um, 
it's like, you know, I, there's a lot of different reasons why I bear, but there's a lot of different complicated reasons why I bear for my autism. There's mm-hmm. a lot of very complicated reasons why I bear for my um, uh, fibromyalgia, my ADHD, my osteoarthritis, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a chronic pain in general, scoliosis. Right, right, right. Um, on my thyroid, even reproductive health reasons, um, yeah. and I think, and you know, and not to talk too much about that, but you know, I definitely think that it's very beneficial for anybody who is demonstrating to you know take that time to barefoot. However, you are personally able to and capable of during your period, even um, if that's just sitting in the grass um, or and during and after menopause. Trust me. Yeah, and and I personally you know, cannot. Um, yeah, and you can speak more on that aspect of um, yeah. you know reproductive health and experience and how barefooting can benefit. But you know, just from my oh, experience yeah. as someone with endometriosis, like it's something that you know I like know, and I know you you know can testify this too in your yeah. own experiences. I was like yep. barefooting, you know, during menstruation and finding time for that is so great for a lot of the symptoms there's actually a lot of you know health like data behind it um words are hard right now mm-hmm. but um because it's really good with the muscles and you know all those different aspects that we talk about with muscle and mobility that apply for daily health are things to also keep in mind when you know when you're menstruating and you know if you're somebody yeah. that experiences a lot of you know muscle cramps um, and things like that and inflammation um, during um, menstruation that you may not experience other times of the month, definitely I personally recommend trying barefooting out. I have different friends that definitely <sighs> prefer um, taking that time to barefoot when they're menstruating, even over other times of the month. So I definitely right. I don't want to talk too much about reproductive health or make the rest of this well, show about reproductive health, but right. this is a very important aspect of health that barefooting also benefits. But it, and it's something you and I can both talk on, like me with my uh, same issues, but also now that I've gone through menopause and still have some symptoms, of, I promise you, you get a hot flash, take them shoes off, girl. Take them off, because I promise you it'll go faster. It'll be a lot more tolerable. Right. It'll be a lot more tolerable um, in the end, just pop them off. Yeah, Sorry, passing fellow you, hikers, so I was just trying to be polite. But yeah, no, like when I get, when I get one at work, I was like, like they already know, like when I get my ADHD overall, I'm like I pop my shoes off for a few minutes to help calm me down, right? But like when I started getting those menopause symptoms, and I get a hot flash in the classroom. The only thing I could do is take my shoes off because I couldn't just leave the room. You know, I got them full of babies. You know, I can't like, just because sometimes they get intense and you just want to like almost not even breathe or talk or do anything, but I have to because I'm taking, you know, I'm in there, I'm taking care of children. It's like I, I would pop my shoes right off. It's just be like, you got to give me a minute. Hello. You know, you got to you, you bear with me because, hello. You know, that's, that's the only thing that would help when I'm in the middle of the classroom with, and we're not, if I left the room, then, we, you know, my AT would be out of ratio. And that's a big, big no-no. Um, barefooting would help me acclimate to them faster, accept them faster, and then get through them faster. So um, I highly recommend it for even hot flashes and 
other menopausal symptoms too. So like barefooting can help and depending on the person, but it can help anybody with all kinds of situations, you know, not even just what we're talking about. I've heard of it, you know, people use it like just, you know, regular, regular old, it's really nothing regular about it, but like panic attacks going outside or even inside, wherever you are, just taking your shoes off and grounding yourself can be of a huge, huge benefit. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Barefooting is a very versatile thing that can be used to help accommodate, relieve, um, and just remove stress. Accept. And so many different aspects of life situations and um, different disabilities. Um, Well, and what you're saying too with like hot flashes, I did want to, you know, add something even for me as someone who hasn't experienced menopause but has, you know, reproductive health issues and other issues that cause, you know, hot flashes and issues with temperature, you know, even if you're, Mm -hmm. you know, a young woman or a young person in general, for whatever reason that you may be experiencing a hot, a hot flash or hot flash like symptoms, you know, taking off your shoes can be a really great way to regulate temperature. Most of our temperature is released through our feet, hands, and head. And mm-hmm. so that's All why started, it's yeah. very important to be aware of that, even as barefooters, being aware of when we may be losing too much body temperature, of course, and having to protect our feet and protect our bodies by protecting our feet, but also being aware of those are key areas of where we release body temperature can be really helpful with reducing, mm-hmm. um, you know, excessive body temperature and kind of restoring that sense of body temperature back to equilibrium. There's times well, where and, you know, and I have to it. open windows or go sit outside and do anything I can to, you know, regulate my um, body temperature. And barefooting is also a really great way of doing that um mm-hmm. and so even if i'm just sitting outside well, being barefoot you know maybe i may not want to walk around or be in this you know temperature for long but being able to you know just restore my body to that sense of equilibrium with body temperature when i get overheated um yeah. or experiencing hot flashes or anything like that is really beneficial um, and so well, and not then, even just you know that there are too. other ways of regulating body temperature too, you know, say if as it gets into the colder months, you can't rely on barefooting and you still have those issues. I do want to throw out those other tips and tricks, you know, just, you know, open a window for a couple minutes, just go sit outside, even if you have to put your shoes on, um, you know, taking your hat off, taking your gloves off, you know, for a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, anything you can do, obviously highly recommend barefooting. This is a, you know, a barefooters. And look know, for like the minimal shoes. Like, play. But look for shoes you know, that you have to at, that are like super minimalist. Yeah. You know, that are like the closest you can get to being barefoot but protect you enough. I mean, because it also activates yeah. like the nerves and tendons in your feet to like, so that way, which helps your, which is like whole body. I'm sure most of you have seen like the um, diagrams of feet where you can, you know, do a foot rub and it'll help different parts of your body. Well, and if you think about it, how when you know you're walking, you're pressing on and moving and massaging and touching and pushing. If you have shoes, it's kind of like one solid layer, but when you go outside with all the different textures and and feels and, and types of ground, you know, it will put, it'll put the pressure on it differently and essentially help and in effect those areas of your body as well. You know, so it's it's 
multi-beneficial to, to take the shoes off because it's almost like getting your own reflexology massage on your own for free. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and definitely on a day like today, it's like definitely recommend, you know, going barefoot and just taking advantage of the free resource that barefooting is to health and um, if you really think about it. But at the same time, you know, throwing out those things that when we get into the, you know, colder months for those people that are going to be experiencing heavy snow, um, understand that your frustration and limitations that may occur with being able to barefoot are totally valid. And, you know, there are still other ways that you can, you know, regulate your body temperature. There are still other ways that you can still get barefooting in, even if it's not going out cycling right. to public or going on hikes, you know, still finding ways of barefooting. Um, in your home, barefooting on your porch, um, when you are in places um, where you know you're going to be inside for a while, being able to, you know, take your shoes off um, and just remembering that it's not completely hopeless either. Because I know sometimes I get like that, like that barefooting frustration once we get into like the winter and it's heavy snow, you're just like, I'm so done. I'm done. And I'm sure with it being December, there are probably – areas that are already experiencing snowfall that we're not even experiencing here in Ohio. Right. Right. Well, and one thing, um, I was talking to my husband about what I was going to do. He laughed at me, but I'm still going to do it. Um, Because my favorite thing in in, in life, hiking, is finding the good mud. You know, that's super squishy. You can dance in it, squish in it. That's my favorite. Like, it helps my whole, I found so much good mud out here today, like, my heart is happy. Um, but, like, so what I was going to do, <laughs> I'm going to get some dirt, and I'm going to put it in a big old bin. And then, like, when it's super cold out and, like, the ground's frozen and snow everywhere, just put the, add some water to it and sit with it and just squish my feet in it. <laughs> just bring it in its side. Have some, have a bin of good mud ready at all times, you know, so that way I can still get that tactile relief and 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 sensations because it does it, it yeah. i don't know what it is about it i can't scientifically explain to you but just when i wait it's funny because like my son he hit one of my sons he hates shoes too so he'll barefoot hike with me but he gets in the what i call the good mud and it gives him the he said the heebie-jeebies he doesn't like it you know so it's different for everybody but like so for me if, if that's you know so like you can make accommodations for it even if you're, like, just the way, like, typical, just, like, hard, wet ground feels, you know? Still make a bin, enough water to make it hard, and then that way you can just kind of feel it with your feet. Even if it's the middle of the winter, you can still get that tactile experience and sensation. Yeah, and with your ADHD, it probably has a lot to do with sensory and stimulation um, needs and, you know, deficits even. Um, And that's something that I can even relate to. So, honestly, it may be very unconventional. It may not make sense to a lot of people that don't have those same needs. But to me, you know, it makes complete sense. I think it's completely valid. And I think, honestly, it's a great thing to bring up as an option for other people that are having these same experiences that just really need that good mud all year long, you know. Exactly. And if they're one of those things. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. Um, no, and Here it, it is, it's like, so if you have, you, you're a person and you know, you have these needs or these, I don't like to say issues, but I mean, I guess they're issues with, you know, your mental health and there's something, you know, you need, but you can't have it year round. 
find a way to be able to bring it in. Even if it's like, I know some people, actually I have a friend that really likes to feel a sand. And I suggested to her getting a bin and just have a bin of sand so she can put her feet in it whenever she wants. You know, if you like the feeling of regularly, like the pea gravel, the pebbles and stuff, get yourself a bin, fill it with gravel. You can go and just put your feet, put it under your desk or wherever you work. You know, you can have it any time that you feel that like overwhelm and that need for whatever it is that your feet prefer. You know, there's all, it might, like, like Phoenix said, it might not be conventional. It might not be what, you know, you typically see, but who cares? If it helps, it helps. I mean, we can even, we do it enough, it'll become conventional. You know, <laughs> enough of us start having our earth bins. There we go. That's what we'll call them. They're earth bins. You know, <laughs> create yourself an earth bin for inside. You know, all you need is a bin big enough to fit whatever sensation it is and your feet to be able to go in it, you know. Like mine, I'm not going to fill it all the way because my feet are going to squish it out. But like about halfway, make it soupy, there I'll go. I'll have my good mud for me, you know. So it's just, it's it's one of those, whatever seems to help your mental health. If it's not something that's going to hurt somebody. I mean, like sometimes you get frustrated and you want to throw a rock at somebody. Don't do that. Like that's, that's, that's hurt people. That goes against the be kind, helping you can, and don't be a jerk. That's being a jerk. Yeah, it's not so often an emotional feeling mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. an actual, you know, desire well, yeah. to do that. You what know, you it's right. an emotional no, you're right. You're right. No, you're absolutely. Oh, you know what? I just thought you could take some leaves and fill a bin with leaves and have that. I'm gonna have like eight bins in my house now. My husband's gonna be like, "Oh Honestly, my word!" We should put together as many as. Like, you know, because even I have a couple ideas on things because yeah. I even thought about, yeah. like, like, the like putting Orbeez in a bin would be cool. And so, like, <gasps> we should just make a list and we can maybe that. hopefully put this together so we could, you know, share some ideas And we can do videos and share them on Instagram. We can do videos share them on Instagram, show people how to make them and, and, and list the benefits of it, how we felt. Boom. We have our next. Because Next I think that's something idea, that would also genuinely um, help both of us. And, um, too, while also yeah. it would help other people. Um, and and that's not to be like, oh, we're only doing things that also help us. But, like, I know we're both, you and I have been with, like, burning out and with health issues. Yeah. It's always hard um, to be able to fully commit Um Right. Things, but that's something that I, you know, I think would be really interesting to try out. And I think it would be interesting for other Absolutely. people to see that. And I, I, I think that these are things that could be very versatile. I mean, you know, there could be different bucket sizes and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just understanding that whatever you have to do to keep yourself sane in the winter and still um, stem and have sensory experiences through barefooting yeah. um, to help relieve those those stressors your nervous system. You, you can even do one where you go grow grass and build your nervous system like do it. What'd you say? Yeah. I was just thinking you could do one where you have grass on it when it's too tall. Part of your know your sensory your calming could be using scissors to trim the grass up and then you know, you'd be able to also put your feet on it when you can't get outside. That would be amazing. I think we're on to something, Phoenix. I really do. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was just like yeah. what I was gonna do for myself, but now it's like morphing into something more. And I think it's that's something yeah. we can share with people on how to make their own, you know, sensory yeah, sensory bins. I think that's genius. We're geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I think it's a place that we'll have to brainstorm and get together more about. But um, yeah, no, I think, but I think it's something that, you know, people could really customize and, you know, it may not be conventional and, you know, barefooting itself isn't really conventional, but, you know, who Mm -mm. really cares if it's something that is benefiting your mental health and or physical health. I'm not a very conventional person by any means. Yeah. No, and that's totally valid. You know, nothing (laughs) about me really is. Yeah. So. If it's. Oh, you're good. No, I was just going to say. Sorry, I got but, distracted because you know, I was getting text, so. No, you're good. I was going to say, you know, but if it's something that benefits, you know, your your mental health and or spiritual health, emotional health and or physical health or any other aspect of health, any dimension of self and identity, then why find shame in it? Why worry exactly. about being if you're not, you know, hurting anybody, um, you know, if you're not and it's helping you, you know, causing any issues or problems, then, you know, keep doing you and do what's best for you. I think that, unfortunately, we live in a society obsessing over so much about what's conventional, what isn't, to the point that it's just about social status to be this sense of normalcy that is completely disconnected from being a human and being human and people is trying to, to be your perfect body humans which there's no such thing mm-hmm. would you say i was saying and people are trying to be perfect humans which there's no such thing like we're all only trying to make it through this thing the best way we know how hoping for a better yeah. whatever you know and um, maybe it's here so let's make a better whatever and i hope that's not that plane truck flying over me is not blocking me out, but um, it, we're all in this thing called life together and whatever we can, you can do to help be a benefit instead of a burden, you know, like do it. Why not? You know, I don't ever feel like you're being a burden on somebody because chances are there's someone out there that can help you through whatever it is you're going through and you're not a burden to them. Cause like me, my favorite thing in the world is helping. Like, if you ask me for something to help out, I get excited. I'm like, yes, I will absolutely help. You know, it's like my favorite thing to do is help people. And that's not to be like, oh, yay, me, or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, I think a lot of people feel that way, that, like, when they get to help somebody or do something nice for somebody, it makes them feel good, you know? So it helps both the person you're helping and the helper. So it's just don't ever worry about thinking you're a burden because, like I said, chances are there's someone out there that is more than willing to help. You know, you just got to find that right person. Yeah. Well, and even in different, like, psych classes, you know, we talked about extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. which is which, and I feel like that kind of ties in. But in general, extrinsic you know. is where you need an outside reason to do something. And then intrinsic is where you do it because you want to do it. Because it may, there's no actual reward, physical reward. Yeah. And the thing is, is, yeah, like, there, and I think naturally a lot of more people and a lot of us do have an intrinsic, you know, desire to help others. Right. Um, because, you know, we've become so, again, like, going back to, you know, trying to fulfill this 
idea of normalcy to belong and to have value that's within the social just norm crap. Um, You know, that is extrinsic motivation for sure. And, you know, but it's this kind of corruption that's put on us to having the sense of status or the sense of identity or worth and um, helping others. But I think most of us, you know, we generally, naturally, and even if you look at children, I mean, children can be, you know, quote unquote, selfish. But we also have to keep in mind, you know, the egocentrism well, that not happens naturally. Yeah, because yeah. they aren't, um, you know, fully aware of the separation of self and others, um, and that can, mm-hmm. you know, happen longer and be an issue um, longer for different children, you know, with you know ADHD and autism. Um, but in general. You know, even if you look at children, they tend to have, you know, this to want to help. They may not understand how they're helping. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they may not be helping and think they are, but they want to. And there's because I think naturally as people, you know, we want to help others because we want to be connected to others. We want to connect. It's and and, Mm -hmm. and it's not and and there is a sense of meaning that comes that isn't selfish but it's fulfilling you know to connect with others you know I a lot of us you know we do have a desire to give love and to other people but that can be corrupted you know when people feel hurt and it's like you know and get their heart broken or you know go through traumas over and over again you know a lot of that can definitely be manipulated um, over time through the society we live in and trauma and things like that but Mm-hmm. You know, most of us do have a desire within us to help others, you know, because of it just feels good. We are programmed to be sociable creatures. Does that mean you can go around and trust everybody? No, not by any means. No. You have to think, with the society we live in, the, um, yeah. the brainwashing, the maladaptiveness that has taken place in, you know, with compassion and love and our natural desire as people to connect. You definitely have to take all, you know, that just all those problems and issues into consideration, all of, you know, the issues within our world. You have to definitely take that in consideration. But also understanding that the world is and people are not as bad as we think and we need to not be so distrusting and feeling that we're a burden because of those traumas and problems and things like that most. People, you know, want to help others because we all have a desire to connect, to give love and receive love. And it's not about living, but it's about being in equilibrium. And I don't think the world is just like, yeah, I don't think the world is as terrible as like the media conveys it. Like, I think essentially like, like I love most people, but like groups of people, it's like that's where trouble can get started, if that makes sense. It's but I don't think essentially that like people, average everyday people that you meet and run into are as terrible as like say the media would want you to think they are. I think a lot of it is fear mongering and because most people I run into, whatever, you know, background they have are typically just people that want to make it through this like the rest of us. 
You know, I've, I, I, yeah, some people I've run into are, can be malicious and ridiculous. I won't disagree with that. Like, there's just some people out there that you're like, mm, I'm going to avoid that person. But on average, from my personal experience, and, you know, I talk to everybody, I, I get annoying with it. I think sometimes I just talk, 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 talk. Um, but most people I end up talking to are just typically kind, you know, trying to make it people. If that if that computes properly, I just I'm, I hope I'm making sense. Yeah, you you do, and I think it's important to understand that even people that are often ignorant and uh, like as an uneducated with barefooting and mm-hmm. have been sold the fear mongering that they're just people trying to make it through, and you know, right, a lot of them and they don't, don't know have no will or bad intention, yeah, some people should probably mind their business more. But you have to think, too, a lot of the times the environments, like I brought up, you know, last week, a lot of the environments that are created um, in a lot of corporations and just environments, it's a very uncomfortable and um, you've got to be on your toes um, environment for a lot of workers to work in where they're constantly worried about their jobs because everybody's worried about their right. income. So many people are struggling financially. The disparity in this country just keeps yeah. getting bigger and bigger. And so many people are worried about their job security. They're worried that if they don't say something, that they're doing something wrong and it'll come back on them. And so that's why I try to have compassion. Now, obviously, if you're going to be nasty and disrespectful, especially if it's not your job, I'm not going to take that, and I'm going to still stand up for myself. But I try to have a little bit of empathy and compassion, understand that this person might think that they're doing the right thing, and they might just be uneducated, so tell them. And if I am more level-headed about it, they're probably more likely to hear me out than when being aggressive. But obviously, if you're going to be attacking towards me, like, obviously, I'm going to adjust accordingly because I'm not going to be threatened. So, you know, and it can be I'm going to give what I get. Yeah. So, you know, as someone, like, as someone who's autistic, I understand it can be really hard to judge social situations and um, how to kind of match that energy. And I think it's also hard because, and I've been seeing more autistic people talk about this online, where, you know, the autistic people were picking up on the social cues and the things that people aren't saying and how a lot of allistic mm-hmm. or non-autistic people are typically, um, you know, putting up this front and being very fake. And, um, you know, we're not, and if we address those things, and often we do, or we act accordingly to those things, it's, you know, there's something wrong with us. And um, right. because we're not playing this social game and, and and it, it's it, uh, there's so much there to it to even go into, and so it can be really hard to um, judge how to handle conflict for sure. Um, and it's something that I've definitely I've, I've learned because I you know kind of had to learn a lot in my childhood and within my life. And so I hate saying that, but that's a big way that I learned, and I think that's a big way a lot of people learn is just by having to deal with things. So it's hard for me to really yeah. give the best advice on well, how to deal with yeah. and being honest. Um, but just trying yeah. to handle things level-headedly at first if you're not sure, you know, if it's like, okay, they're not really being too aggressive, maybe they're just uninformed. Try to lead, you know, with that, lead with that level-headedness first. But obviously if they're going to escalate things, you know, stand your ground, do not take it. But, 
you know, try not to get too aggressive just because not because your emotions aren't valid and because you don't deserve respect, but because unfortunately we have to be careful about how we um, deal with conflict in public, especially mm-hmm. when we're there, but, you know, people can spin things completely out of control. And it's just about being exactly. smart for your safety, but at the same time, when you're in your safe place and, you know, where you can feel your emotions, definitely take the time to feel that frustration, vent that frustration, mm-hmm. you know, find those people you can talk to about that frustration, do what you can, and allow yourself to feel those things so it doesn't just bottle up in you and so it finally bursts out after that final straw. Right. Around. You know, um, it's really right. important to feel it. Unfortunately, like she said, I say like, like you said, unfortunately it is important how we portray ourselves when we're confronted um, because people tend to, like, if you get defensive or nasty back, they see it as, you they'll say, well, you know you're making it up or you wouldn't be so upset that we're coming at you, that kind of an attitude. So as hard as it can be, and I've had some situations where it was very, very hard, and I'm not I'm not saying it's it's always going to be easier. I'm better than anybody else. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm, I'm grateful. Like when the fellow was verbally assaulting me in the middle of Kroger and like yelling about how I was going to get the store shut down and all these nasty things at me, I was able to keep my cool even when the management got involved. And so he ended up looking like a total fool because he's coming at somebody who's minding their own business and not being a jerk. Like, it was hard. I wanted to put them out of his mark cart. I wanted to knock him over. I'm not going to lie. I was very upset. But, um, and again, I'm hiking right now, so breathing and talking can be tricky. But um, even when, like, they tried to act like they were going to ask me to leave, I kept my cool, and I just said, well, he's, is he leaving? And they were looking at me all confused, like, why would they make him leave? You know, they were they didn't get it. And I was like, well, you make me leave, and I'm just minding my own business, getting my stuff. But he's verbally assaulting your customers, and you're telling me that's okay. Like, I could go scream at anybody I want for any reason I want and get them kicked out of the store and still do my shopping. That's what you're saying to me. And that's not a safe shopping environment. And they got what I was saying, and they didn't make me leave either, but I was just like, the fact that they were going to try, but let that fella stay. It just, yeah. I was like, no, thank you. Anything. We're not doing it. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to say anything. No, 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 you're fine. Go ahead. It really shows that you have to play it smart, and mm-hmm. you really do have to – do what you can to handle things as level-headedly as possible when dealing with, you know, discrimination, barefooting in, in public because, mm-hmm. you know, people are not going to take you seriously and act like you're the ones creating a disturbance, even when there are no laws. Exactly. You know, depending on the environment and the place you're in. Now, I've been to a lot of places where people don't care at all, but I've also been to places where, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you can tell they care even if they don't kick you out or try to kick you out or say something, but then having those interactions where people want the to say things, you know, and it's like you really do have to um, handle things level-headedly and, 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 and handle situations the smart way sometimes rather than... Um, the way that you wish you could, because when you, with, with situations like that, 
you know, your emotional response, your emotions, your feelings, they're not going to be taken seriously. They're just going to be disregarded and thrown out the window and, um, or used as ammo or fuel to demonize you and to, you know, burn your reputation or, you know, the perspective of you rather than showing why you're justified and why you're valid and why this matters. And which is really hard and frustrating because it's just, it is a further insult, honestly, um, to your frustrations and discrimination. So like I'm here to validate people that are frustrated for having you know, to play situations smart when you're in public, mm-hmm. when it's like these are your rights and you're not doing anything wrong. There are no laws or health exactly. against it. Like, that's incredibly frustrating. And it's totally valid it to is. be frustrated this system and to be ticked off. But unfortunately, we have to work with it to further our cause, to further our safety, to be able mm-hmm. to not deal with, being discriminated further and being attacked or having the discrimination justified. And this goes for other demographics as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we need to have empathy for each other. Even if you don't fall into a demographic, having understanding and having empathy for why they have to play things the way they do or be so careful about things. Um, You know, different people can be labeled as paranoid or, oh, you should stand up for yourself more. And that's totally valid. Like you should, but at the same time you have to, you have to play things within the system of society and for your own safety because if you start well, screaming back at somebody the way that that guy was screaming at you while you were barefooting, you don't know what could get involved with, you know, security cops type right. things. You know what I mean? And, like, you have to do what you have well, to do for you. It's not about not standing up for yourself. Right, because typically as soon as you raise your voice back, they just see you as an aggressor then, and they see you as either starting it, even if you didn't, or um, just furthering the incident, the disagreement, the frustration, and they then see you as at fault if you're yelling, unfortunately. Like, that's the thing. Is as soon as you start yelling, they're like, oh, they're just being a problem. They're, you know, they're just trying to make it up and trying to push their ways or push their views and we're not going to listen to them because they're just yelling at me and I don't like to be yelled at, you know, so trying to breathe and keep your calm is essential. For sure. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 you're Um, good. Don't worry. Yeah, you're good. Um, no, I was just going to add that um, I saw something, um, it was actually on TikTok, but it was talking about the polarization effect, where as people talk more about a topic that they have different viewpoints at, how really their views aren't as drastic, and they didn't perceive the other person as having as drastic views, but the more they talk about things, how even if it's often not true that person's views, because of the way the conversation is going on, um, the more polarizing of effect there is on how you view 
that person's belief systems more and more as the conversations go on because of the things they're saying um, and the evidence they're bringing up or the stories they're bringing up and also that same thing is happening to it the way that they're perceiving your opinion and your perspective and that you're moving further and further away from agreement as the conversation goes on often, especially with heavy topics. But it's not that you agree any more or less with each other actually or that the viewpoints that you're perceiving the other to have are actually true to that person's viewpoint, especially since people can often have very complicated in-between viewpoints, especially if two people are coming to a conversation with in-between in the middle viewpoints, but they're leaning or looking at even just different information. And I think it's interesting yeah. because it, that happens with everything, I think, like to some degree, especially with people that you don't know very well, um, more than others, more in particular because you don't have that background or that context. But um, I think we also need to keep in mind how that happens with barefooting in particular yeah. and how, you know, people can have these different experiences. And so you do kind of have to play things level-headed because especially if you're getting emotionally conversation, these viewpoints are going to become in this perspective of disagreeing. Like, um, this, uh, you know, is going to be more drastic. We perceive right. and that's going to influence and inform the conversation and how you perceive that person even based upon other contexts yeah. and patterns associations. No, I agree with that completely. It definitely is spot on. <laughs> and, yeah, I was, I was kind of worried because I wasn't explaining it very well. Um, but um, I'm trying to remember who the creator was. I think was. you did. But I can't remember who was talking about it, but... She was also talking about how it was coming up on her for you page and, you know, so just kind of a chain of things. But um, I do think it, it does apply with barefooting and for sure and interactions in public. Yeah. And so it can be really hard and it's totally valid to be frustrated and ticked off and about, you know, dealing with confrontation, discrimination, anything like that, and then also having mm-hmm. people level-headed through that so definitely feel your emotions in your safe places and vent to your safe people but you know we do have to handle work on ways to keep it together in public yeah yeah but I think finding that time to feel those emotions and vent it out however you need to and work through it however you need to you know and taking that time to set aside is very important because it helps you keep you from bottling these things up and so, and I think it makes um, taking setting a time that time to deal with it and that frustration, even though you don't want to feel it, um, helps be able to deal with the next interaction and the next encounter. And rather than it just having this nagging, disastrous, you know, feeling of looming over, you're like, oh, I don't want to deal with this again. Oh, we're able to feel it and deal with it. And right. Like, you know what? I still don't deserve this. And you know, this is still stupid. And I'm allowed to be mad because I think. Anger definitely does serve a purpose. It's, there's a difference, you know, because anger is emotion. That doesn't mean you become an aggressor mm-hmm. um, or something like that. But anger is still a valid emotion. And learning how to exercise that and um, whether and whichever interpretation of exercise, I think both are tied in with that, you know, both form, uh, yeah. on the phone, phones of that word. Um, mm-hmm. Feeling like 
be able to I take do. the time to exercise that anger and experience it and work through it really helps alleviate it and keep it from bottling up and influencing your next experience, um, your next interaction with another person um, or going out into public. And because it can definitely pile up and it can become a lot. Um, but I think when we're able to work with our anger and allow ourselves to feel it and experience it and validate it, it keeps it from being this thorn under the surface that just this wound that keeps right. going until you can't take it anymore, you know? Yeah. And so it's about finding that balance between you validating your own emotions and handling things the way that you need to. It's in private to handle it, feel better in the moment, be able to handle it. Sorry, I'm out of breath. Just climbed a hill. You're good. Um, but I'm going to mute me for just yeah. a second, okay? You're good. But remember, folks, there are no laws or else goes against barefooting in the United States in public spaces. Um, there, there never have been any laws or health codes against barefooting in public spaces. Unfortunately, a lot of people think there are, but that is just propaganda and misinformation. So remember, you're not doing anything wrong. You're not doing anything morally or legally wrong. And it is very frustrating to have to keep a level head when you're being discriminated against and, you know, it's incredibly frustrating and it's incredibly valid to have that frustration and anger. So, you know, find that time and place to be able to feel it and experience it. But just remember to handle things as as level-headedly as you can. And what helps me with that is just leading with information and focusing on information and the facts. You know, I say, well, there are no laws or health codes against barefooting in public spaces. And this is a public space by definition. Um, it's illegal for there to be a store policy or a policy here against me barefooting. That's actually you asking me to leave is discrimination. Um, you know, bringing up those exactly. kinds of facts is, I think, the best way to really be able to handle it level-headedly is focus on the facts and the information. There are no laws or health codes against barefooting. I am not doing anything morally or legally wrong. You can even say that, you know. Yeah, and you can't ask me what my medical, spiritual, or um, other mental condition happens to be. That is violating my HIPAA rights. Yeah. So, sorry about that, folks. I just, like, it wasn't a very big hill, but I'm very out of shape. (laughs) I've put on almost 40 pounds in three months. They don't know why it's going so fast, but... We're figuring it out. That was hard. Yeah. Um, how has your AirPods are dying. Of course they are. Oh, I was gonna ask though. How is the barefoot hike going? It's going really good. I'm loving it. It's it's the perfect weather out here. It's not like, so hot that I feel like I need to strip, but it's not so hot. Like, there's been a couple spots where, because I'm in the shade, but, like, it, um, I felt like my toes started to hurt a little bit, but not enough to be wish I had shoes or anything, you know, just enough to be like, ooh, that's getting a little chilly. 
Like right now, I'm about to walk across a little bit of water after mudding just to get to a rock. I have a place out here that I call Fairyland. That's what I was climbing the hill to. So I'm in Fairyland right now and and uh, just I'm going to sit and take a break, you know. But it's it's been beautiful. It's the perfect weather. It's like 50s and and gorgeous wet out, you know, which is which is fine. It's uh but she like it because of the rain and mud. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and actually so Fairyland has this waterfall and it when it gets almost never there's almost never water falling. It's really dry. And I'm super mm-hmm. excited because there's water falling right now, and it's making me so happy. Love so, that. It's very nice. So I'm yeah. just, I found my happy spot. There's somebody trimming, like, bushes and stuff over here. I think he works for, like, grangers or whatever. He didn't say anything to me about being yeah. down here, so I'm cool. And he's just getting, like, things that are falling and they're dangerous if people get brave to explore off-trail, which is my favorite thing to yeah. do when I'm, but no, it's beautiful. I've taken a few live photos. I'll show them to you later. It is amazeballs when it's going like this. It's not like the heaviest I've seen it, but it just makes me happy to see it going at all. You know, because yeah. the last several times I've been down here, it's been dry as a bone, like no, not even a trickle. And now it's actually, I can hear it. It's going so much. Of that. So... Yeah, it makes me happy. Definitely some great weather um, for it being December. Um, oh yeah, to be able to get a barefoot hike in. <laughs> so anyone that can get one in, I definitely recommend it. My body's been weird today, oh, so yeah. I'm debating on whether or not I I'll get I got a you barefoot hike in. But I would love to come out here. <laughs> I would love to be able um, to try to get out as long, and, and I'm hoping the weather will still stay warm because um, the last time I went out, it was like, oh, it was barely 40, I think. And I was just last like, Sunday was, was last Sunday was rough. It was like chilly, like upper mid to upper 40s, and I was got like about an hour slash a mile into my hike, and it started raining. I was. Super thankful I keep a poncho in my hiking pack. Um, <laughs> so I was I was prepared for it, you know. But um, I was over prepared. Got kids scouts, you know. Three of my sons are scouts, so they stress that be always be prepared. I kind of gave to them myself. But anyway, on with it. Yeah, but it got a little cold. Um, I, I was super sad because it got it dropped like 30s and it was wet. So I kind of had to wipe my feet off and put them daggum shoes on and foot tools um, for a bit of it, but I did get to barefoot a good chunk of it, so I was happy about that. Today, I didn't even bring them with me. I'm like, nope, it's warm enough, and if it drops down, I'll just hustle hustle butt to my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. I'm not, yeah, I'm not I, I couldn't today. There's some days where it's just like, yeah. you know, you're you just like, I can't. The week I've had, I just, I can't. So, yeah. yeah, but it's it's glorious out here today. If you are in the Midwest in the Ohio Dayton Ohio area, the weather is perfect to get out there and get a hike in. I don't know about anywhere else because I'm not anywhere else, but I'm telling you, it's yeah. perfect weather for it. It's like it yeah, literally feels like a late like it's late spring. Love that. 
I, I was just going to say, yeah, if you're, you know, somewhere where it's warm and, you know, with this time of year, um, that being pretty unexpected even, especially here, um, yeah. even if in a little kind of abnormal, um, but, you know, take advantage of, you know, that time to be able to barefoot for sure, but also, you know, be aware of the days when it does drop down, it does get colder, you know, especially if you're new to this and you haven't been doing this very long, be mindful of the temperatures, be mindful of how long you're hiking, you know, be definitely be prepared to the best of the ability. Um, and just know that especially if you're, you know, new at this or even if you're not new at this and your body, you know, is just you have to listen to it, you know, when it's getting colder, you know, there's no shame in having to do what you got to do to protect yourself. Um, you know, there are so many ways that we can enjoy nature and grounding, you know. Um, it's definitely, you know, of course, never worth it to um, endanger yourself. But also there's also no shame in pushing your limitations that you know that you are okay and comfortable with pushing as well because I know, too, you know, when you don't have people that support your barefooting in your life and they're looking at you like, oh, you're crazy, what are you doing? That can also be very frustrating. So if you're someone that's in a place where you're able to push your boundaries um, and kind of build up that endurance once you're doing, that's awesome. You know, more power to you. But remember, again, still take care of yourself, but you're not crazy for either for trying to, you know, push your boundaries and push that endurance with barefooting and um, just know that wherever you're at in your barefooting experience is completely valid, you know, whether it's, you know, kind of freaking people out because they're like, how are you able to do that? Because you're wearing, you know, shoes so minimally or, you know, you have to put them on and you're like, oh, crap, I got to protect myself or, you know, whatever, wherever you're at, um, know that that is completely valid and that is still listening to your body. And as long as you're listening to your body, that's all that matters. Um, and right. you know, I mean, your body will For tell what? you on some level if it's, if you're endangering it, you know, I have issues with interoception, so it's, I sometimes I have to find different ways yeah. that may be unconventional to well, how my body is telling me, but when it comes know, to tips really and tricks, that is number one. There. Oh, sorry. What? Yeah. Sorry. No, I was just saying it's that when I give tips and tricks on, you know, barefooting in public or even in nature, wherever you have one of barefoot, I know where barefoot is legal and the main thing is in public, so I'll stick with that. Um, but my number one, my, my two most important tri- tips, tricks, whatever, are one, listen to your body. Make sure you know what your body's doing and what's around you and what you're, where you're going. And two is be confident. Have the confidence to know that what you're doing is not wrong, have the confidence to know that you are strong enough to do this, that if it is helping you, it is 1,000% valid accommodation, you know, but listen to your body and pay attention to your surroundings. Those are like my two most important, you know, number one rules to barefooting, in, in my opinion. So, like what you're saying is absolutely right. Yeah, and I think it's just, you're, oh, sorry. I wasn't sure if you were done. No, you're okay. Not. Continue. You're good. No, I was for a second, but then I wasn't sure you had anything to say, so I was going to keep going because it's hard to tell with the lag. <laughs> but I was just going to say, you know, if you don't feel confident enough in yourself and your abilities and your, you know, I don't want to say backbone, but, you know, your your 
you that's basically what you know word that anybody would understand your ability to stand up for yourself um start small you know local gas stations 9.9 times out of 10 they don't care you know um little most of the time the little mom and pop shops the little small businesses don't care um they understand that you know they're there to make money anyway and and Typically, they don't make as much as these big corporations, so they don't want to kick – they're careful about who they actually ask to leave. You know what I mean? So it's like – and then if they do say anything, just explain to them, you know, there are no other health codes. If I do end up injuring myself due to my barefooting, that's on me. Um, and like I've said before, I don't know how everybody else feels, but if I've hurt myself – one time I did, I twisted my ankle going into a store, but it was because of my own stupidity. And they wanted me to fill out this paperwork and incident report and blah, 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 in case I had to get go get it looked at, which I did because I could tell that I did. I needed one of those air caps. I could tell because I've hurt myself enough, I know. Um, but I said, I told them, I said, no, I'm not going through all this. I said, besides, I said, if it ends up being any, if I go in, I'm going to tell them I did it at home. <laughs> you know, if it's my idiot fault because then you don't have the issues with, anything like that with, with that go along with that. So I was just, I'm like, God, I was going down the stairs at my house and I twisted my ankle. Okay, cool. Covered. You know, so if it's because of your own negligence. Now, if it's because of the store did something that you would have got hurt whether you were wearing shoes or not, that's different. You know, that's their negligence. But if it's because the sole reason you got hurt was because you chose not to wear shoes, that is a liability of personal liability on yourself. It just depends on the circumstances. Yeah. Or even if you're wearing shoes and you were to get hurt by not negligence, but say your own lack of coordination, that would not mm-hmm. be negligence on the store. That would be your personal liability. So it's exactly. You know, it's, it's pretty simple, but I get I can understand where you know it's a little bit more complicated than some people may people think. Make, all the different people factors. People make it so complicated. It's just pretty simple. People make, it's honestly, people. people are complicated. <clears throat> yeah. The, the situations generally are simple, straightforward. It's people that complicate things. It's us. We do. It's we're the problem. It's us. <laughs> Sorry. That song keeps popping no. in my head whenever I do something stupid. I'm like, that's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no. Um, like it's something like if there was a broken glass on the ground and they knew about it and they made no effort to clean it and you step on it, that's on them because they made no effort to keep their store safe. But if they're making an effort and there's a sign around it that said, you know, lets you know there's broken glass here, we're working on cleaning it up, or they're in the middle, there's an employee on the ground in the middle of cleaning it up, and you just. You're like, whatever, I'm going to get something off the shelf anyway, and you step on the piece. That is then on you because clearly there's a situation where there's something dangerous on the floor. They're trying to get it cleaned up. It's obvious, but you said, I don't care. You know, it's yeah. the same as if, you know, same situation, and you had thin shoes on, and the glass went through the sole of your shoe into your foot. If they're making an effort, it's still on you. You know, there's the contributory negligence law that's like, you can go at them for whatever part they play, but that's when you get into like complicated, ridiculous stuff. And that's, that's, in my opinion, that's petty, but that's just me. I'm not trying to say there's no reason for it ever, 
But typically when you hear about it, it's like, that's, that's, that's petty. You made the choice to go try and grab something anyway and you hurt yourself knowing there was an issue. That should 100% be on you, in my opinion. There should be no contributory nothing. The store shouldn't be responsible for any of it if they're making an effort and you're ignoring it. But, again, people make things complicated. So then insurance companies will be like, well, this, this percentage is your fault. You need to go after the store for this percentage. And it's ridiculous. It, it's, it doesn't make any sense. But I'm no lawyer, so whatever. I'm just a preschool teacher. <laughs> So I don't know what your opinion is on that matter, Miss Phoenix, but that's that's where I'm at on it. But yeah, I don't think things like that should cause people to fear going out in public there. But like, I think that's one of the things people are afraid of it. Um, and there's no reason to be afraid of it as long as again you're paid, listen to your body, you're paying attention to your surroundings, and you're confident in what you're doing. There's no reason to be afraid to do it. Like I go out, I go everywhere, absolutely everywhere barefoot except for again work but they've started to allow me when I get overwhelmed to put my shoes off for a minute to get myself together and that I'm grateful for that but like otherwise I'm you know doctor's offices post office grocery store um I've been to court again been to court I've been to, you know into police stations I've been in the library I've been I've been everywhere and in the library they tried to tell me I had to have shoes on and I explained to them that there was, that was actually illegal, and I do it for spiritual, medical, and health reasons. And they understood. And there's, I guess they have issues with teenagers being ridiculous with it, so they have to have that kind of rule. But I'm like, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about myself, and I'm not going to put shoes on to come in here. I'm just simply not. Like, it is my right to take care of myself as I see fit, as long as I'm not hurting anybody. And me not wearing shoes doesn't hurt anybody when I'm not paying attention and I stub my toe or step on something, but otherwise it doesn't hurt anybody, you know? But so like I've, I've been everywhere. You can have confidence in yourself just knowing other people do it. Like if that's what helps, just think about the fact that other people are doing this. Like we are going out and we are living our lives barefoot. And there's, you know, sometimes again, you run into slight issues, but there's no reason to be afraid to do if you're ready and you're armed with your information, you know there are no laws or health codes. You know they can't ask you what your medical or spiritual or mental health reason is because that violates your HIPAA. All they need to do is understand that it is a valid accommodation and treatment for whatever it is you're going through and that they cannot discriminate against you for participating in this form of accommodation. If you had a cane, they're not good. They, if you couldn't walk and you had a cane, they can't refuse your service because you're using the accommodation or a wheelchair or a helper dog. I know that's not what they're called, but you know what I mean. If you're using, you know, a, a, a pet or, or not a pet, but like a, a, an animal for your essential support, they can't refuse you. You know, they can't, if you need glasses to see, they can't tell you you can't be in there with your glasses on. It's the same thing. We're using it as an accommodation for our particular set of circumstances it's it's the same thing as using a cane or a boot or or like i said glasses or whatever it's a hearing aid they can't refuse you for a hearing aid because you're deaf or hard of hearing they can't they can't refuse me for going barefoot because it helps with my mental health and my spiritual health and my physical health 
They simply can't. Long story short, it is illegal. Discrimination, just like if they discriminate against any other health condition that uses an accommodation. And I will, I will stay on this hill. I will die on this hill, that it is a valid accommodation that they cannot discriminate against me for. Any thoughts on that? Um, I, I mean, I agree entirely. And I, it just I don't. Gets me heated. Yeah. And even uh, like as somebody who has been, you know, coming to understand my different disabilities and interacting online in, um, with, you know, content around disabilities and things like mm-hmm. that, it's, you know, it's also shown me how much barefooting is an accommodation, but also how interrelated, you know, accommodation and accessibility is for all. And your statement, mm. I, you know, it's, this isn't, you saying that barefooting is, you know, an accommodation and it's, you know, similar, similar to, you know, a hearing aid or a cane, you know, as somebody, you know, who uses a cane, I, I definitely agree. And I think yeah, that can you imagine going people, to a store? Well, and hear can you me imagine out, going though, into a store? People, I'm sorry, but I'm, I just have to say Can you imagine going to a store and then telling you you can't go in there because you're using your cane that day? Think about it. Yeah. If you went into a store and they told you, like, I'm sorry, you can't come in here with a cane. You'd be like, what the actual crap? You know, and it's yeah. the same thing to me. If someone tells me I can't do that, I'm like, you're telling me I, I am not allowed to use the accommodation that actually benefits and helps me get through my daily life. Yeah. And the thing is, is I think people who are not disabled or not, do not experience disabilities because, you know, barefooting is something that genuinely helps with multiple different disabilities for me, including autism. And, you know, a lot of people who aren't disabled or, you know, haven't experienced issues um, even with other people in their lives with disabilities may find that, well, that could potentially find that offensive to compare, you know, barefooting as an accommodation to other accessibility tools, but it's not. And the interesting thing I find is that all across the disabled community, they're a lot more understanding to the weird, the quote-unquote weird, unconventional um, accommodations like barefooting for disabilities than non-disabled people are. Because even if it's something that not work, that doesn't work for them, they know other people that do, where they have knowledge or understanding or can imagine on some level with empathetic um, empathetic intelligence or emotional intelligence that how it can be an accommodation or how it is an accommodation and um and i think that it's so interesting how all these different things in accessibility are definitely tied in um a lot of the barefooting that i see online um like all of the posts that i've been seeing that um, have nothing to do with, like, barefoot is legal there. I mean, I kind of brought this up last week, but, again, I've seen more this week where it's, you know, last week I talked about how a lot of it was, you know, related to autism and ADHD, but I saw some things this week that were talking about, you know, hypermobile joint syndrome, which is something that I have. Mm-hmm. And um, right. 
and seeing different things about how different chiropractic issues and muscle issues and, you know, these are people who are health and wellness coaches um, or practitioners. Um, and it's, it, I don't know, and it's very interesting um, how I think that, you know, mainstream society, which has a lot of ableism coded within it heavily, mm -hmm. um, yeah. among other horrible forms of discrimination, unfortunately just has such a derogatory view of barefooting rather than it being something that adds healing and is accommodating and is something that accessibility should, there should be accessibility around um, it's, and instead they look at it as deviant, you know, defiance mm -hmm. and um, opposition, just yeah. being rebellious because they don't understand yeah. how it is an accommodation because they don't have yeah. those experiences with being disabled or having a, or being around people, other people that are disabled or have disabilities. Um, however, people prefer to use identifying language with that, but like it's, and then also when you factor in all that ableism that's heavily coded, whether and yeah, it's definitely very harmful. But a lot of people who I think honestly the people that have been the most understanding to my barefooting and haven't questioned the most have been people that experience chronic health issues or disability issues. Um, or anything like that, even if they don't also bear for themselves or don't understand it, they still understand it and they still validate it. And right. um, so I think that there's definitely a lot of, you know, intersectionality within um, accessibility and accommodation across communities. And I think it's also, you know, important for us to remember that there are um, barefooters that belong to so many different types of disabled communities or communities with disabilities and um, mm -hmm. they are all welcome and have a place here um, and that's why like sometimes I think about that with people who are deaf or hard of hearing like with our show I thought about you know in the future you know once we're in the ideal place to be able to do this you know be able to have transcripts where people on a blog where that people would be could awesome. read them because, yeah. um, like, I think about that sometimes and because I think of other that aspects. That would be of awesome. Something. Yeah. And it's something <laughs> I already think about in my own life. Reading our conversations, though. But, like, you know, I think about accessibility and accommodations in my own life for my own things, and it is something that I do think about for other things, and it's hard wishing and feeling like I could do more and, you know, but I think the fact that we're even talking about these things and addressing things, this is a way that, you know, we can do something, um, that I can do something, that you can do something, you know, rather than feeling um, helpless by our inability right. to make executive changes that are necessary. Yeah. No, I and agree with that. Yeah, sorry. I was just going to no, say attention is our greatest asset um, in any form of activism, in any form of accessibility and accommodations, 
whatever it is that there is something that needs changed, attention, collective attention is our greatest twin asset. That's how so many things enter mainstream news and get addressed that need to be addressed is because of collective attention, especially with, you know, a lot of the freedoms of social media, although censorship is also a very real thing, you know, there's a lot more freedom and this causes people to be able to push, you know, for issues to get addressed and issues to be brought up, Mm -hmm. even issues with celebrities and, you know, things that they've done, you know what I mean? Like the people is the big way of how that gets addressed, you know? Yeah. And um, so I think if there's anything that you feel hopeless about and you feel like, oh, all you're doing is talking about it, you're doing something. Talking is still an action. And even in the physical form, even if you want to get into spiritual stuff, talking is still an action. You know, and and yes, it may not be enough to just talk about things, right? right? Especially when we look at the way things are done in mainstream media. Often there's a conversation with no constructive um, criticism, no constructive debate, no um, problems being solved. And I think that's why we, as people, get so tired of, oh, just you can't, talking isn't enough, because there's no real action. Right, because it's not, but it, but it inspires other, inspires action. Inspires, yeah, not the, inspires. At the same <laughs> time, I think we need to reclaim speech and voice and the sake of powerful, constructive mm-hmm. conversations and start yeah. talking about the things. And so maybe right now all you can do is talk about it. But the more you talk about it, the more attention is being brought to it. The more you share and repost things, the more information and attention is being brought to that with barefooting, with activism, with anything you care about. You know, attention being brought to that is how it gets addressed and that's how things snowball and then that's how you know, more people come together and create resources. And that's how where you may, the more you talk about it, find people that are like-minded, agree with you. And, 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 you know, and yes, you may have to deal with some opposition, but know that those who are part of the problem and even the people that you may be getting this oppositional energy with, you know, just, just leave, just let go of it and know that you at least still challenge their mindset. And they could have gone their whole lives without anyone challenging their mindset. So you set yeah. in the speed of change and critical thinking by even addressing mm-hmm. it. So don't let it tear you down. And sometimes right. it's hard when you just want to have a constructive conversation. I often want to go to have constructive conversations most of my life. And it's, most of my life it's been hard as someone who's autistic and, like, looks at things differently and wants to have these constructive conversations. And other people just want to throw their problems into even political conversations in a way that isn't relevant, but is actually very harmful and is a part of the fear-mongering propaganda, you know? And so, you know, don't let that tear you down, especially, you know, with your barefooting or whatever else adds value to your life and is important and it matters to you. But Because the more you focus on it, the more you will find those people who are like-minded. You will be able to get in touch with those People, those organizations, your, you know, your algorithm, your for you page, you know, will adjust to be able to find right, right. that information and find those things. Like, you know, whether it's on social media in real life, like the more that we bring attention to things, like there's so much power in that. And that's how things get addressed. That's how things talk about. And that's also how we get put in situations where we can take action and do something about it. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And... I like what you said when you said talking is action. Because, like, sometimes if you feel if we're just talking about it and telling people about it, we're not really doing much. But 
you're doing a lot because you're making, like you said, you're making someone think about it. And like I tell them too, I'm like, if you don't believe me, look it up. So then you're causing them to use their research and critical thinking skills and put them to use, you know. So you're helping them with their neural connections even, you know. It's like <laughs> yeah. you, just, you can do so much by just like, you're like, if you don't blame me, look it up. That one sentence, if they're willing to look it up, you've just done so much just for them and they don't even know it. And you don't ever even realize it, I don't think. Oh, I'm dead. I believe that the more that people have these interactions with things that challenge their um, schemas, um, the more that this will open their mindset. You may not be, you know, the end-all, be-all mindset changer for them, but you still planted a seed, and those things will unravel. Exactly. You know, oh, excuse me, but some seeds take longer to grow than others. Just yeah. Like nature. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on the soil they're in and the water level they get, sunlight they get, all that. Whew. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to remember what I was saying. I distracted my birth. <laughs> but um, oh, here, here, we are coming up on the last three minutes, so I didn't know if you had anything else you wanted to share. If you're able and it's warm enough, go out even for a few. I recommend going out even for a bare, few minutes barefoot. It is freaking glorious out here right now. I am I am beyond thrilled to be able to be out here today on December 2nd to be able to get out and do my thing. So I'm really out of breath right now. So, but yeah, that, yeah just good. be kind. Help when you my usual be kind. Help when you can. Don't be a jerk. You know, it's, and yeah, be confident in yourself. Sure. Be confident in your yeah. abilities. Be confident in knowing your rights. You know, just know that you're in the right, and that can be sometimes be all the help you need. So. Exactly. Yeah, remember, folks, there are no laws or health codes against their putting in public spaces in the United States. We're not doing anything morally or legally wrong. Just keep doing what is best for you. There's no shame in doing what's best for your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, or any other facet of health. You know, just be safe. Pay attention to your surroundings. You know, take it at your own pace and listen to your body. Um, Yeah, you got this. Um, Keep living your best barefoot lifestyle and know that you're not doing anything wrong. There are no laws or health codes against Barefoot United States. And this was Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal. There are people that come at you are just ignorant. I'm sorry. I was going to say, people that come at you are just ignorant and stand your ground. (laughs) Sorry. You're good. Yeah. Stay, you know, calm the best you can and just focus on the facts and the information when dealing with ignorance and opposition, but know that your feelings are completely valid. But this is Barefoot is Legal Radio. Barefoot is Legal is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to the rights and legalities of living the barefoot lifestyle, as well as general tips, support, information, encouragement. 
and whatnot around the barefooting lifestyle. You can check us out on barefootislegal.org, Real Barefoot is Legal on Instagram and on Facebook at the public page and private group is Barefoot is Legal. It's Real Barefoot is Legal. Um, Real, don't forget it's Real Barefoot is Legal on Insta. Yes, Real Bare. I thought I said that. Sorry. Real said? Barefoot is Legal on Instagram. But oh. on the Facebook public and private page, it is Barefoot is Legal. But we are in the last eight seconds of the show. So take care, guys. Keep Peace living out, your best honey. barefoot lifestyle. <laughs> Peace out. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.